on the left wing. Holy mackerel. Two-hand jam hanging on the rim, bringing down the house. What's the quarterback's name? Barkley. Oh, he got slaughtered as well. This time, Anthony Barr will record the sack. Man, I didn't even know you was a rapper until you came back looking like that. Jump sides on me, now you about to meet Westbrook. Go- oh, oh. Hi, hello, and welcome to the Bruin Beat, Nick Pope, and Colin Yee, welcoming you back. You know, we have a lot of business to get to, but we also like to have fun. We're all fun here. We are. We're all fun. We just, see, here's the thing. Fun comes first, before anything. Then we talk about Bill Walton, and John Wooden, and Josh Rosen, the, all we, the all the legends, all the legends. We like to talk about Lavar Ball, Lavar Ball, just and all then, the guys who have equally contributed to UCLA athletics history. You know what? There have been a lot of great ones. I mean, they do have over a hundred championships. They are the first, you know, to have over a hundred draftees, right? Or they have the most uh, NBA players drafted. So they've they've done a lot of things. There there are a lot of legends. That's right. And at this point, now we've only been doing the podcast for a couple months now, and it's been fun, right? Would you say? That's what it's I would been, say. It's been okay. We've only talked about basketball. With that being said, however, really only basketball has been going on. And also, we had a player this year, Lonzo, who created so many storylines that it kept us going through the middle of June. Today, I was going to guess Alec Wolf. But <laughs> today, however, today, however, we will be talking about UCLA football. The season is only a month away. September 3rd versus Texas A&M is the first game. 4.30 to start on I mean, Fox. time flies by. Time flies by when you're trying to forget about a 4-8 and eight it season. Seems, yeah, we were just yes. wondering about last year and how uh, Mike Faithful and where he was going to take us because Faithful was a UCLA great Bruin, you know, just uh, walked on and had a lot of yards last year. So it, it was cool that he got a chance to start so many games, but what point for you last year did you – Give up on UCLA football. Because for me, it was in the halftime of the first game against Texas A&M, which they almost won, by the way. I was there in College Station, and at halftime, I was like, oh, my gosh, the offensive line can't block. We have no weapons, and Rosen looks like he doesn't even want to be there. I gave up when uh, Rosen got you know just sat on by a big guy, and uh, his shoulder just looked like it was it was done. From where? What school did he Arizona go State. That's right. That's right. He was, he was sat on by a Sun Devil, and... He had actually stayed in the game because it looked like they might pull him out earlier. He stayed in the game. He he was trying to be a, a warrior. Instead, he got sat on, and it look, just looked like it hurt. Well, let's talk about him because this team starts and ends with one guy. It's Josh Rosen. There's a lot of talented guys on this team. We know Jim Mora could be on the hot seat this year, but all the talk around UCLA football the whole year is going to be centered around Josh Rosen. Last year did not go the way he had hoped for. Again, hurt in game four last year, game five. And ended up missing the rest of the season. Maybe he could have come back if the Bruins were doing better, but in the end decided to stay out the rest of the year. There's a lot of talk about Rosen, and he's projected to be a top five pick. Obviously, Darnold's number one, and then Rosen is 2A or 2B. So he's going to be taken by a, an NFL team is if he decides to go uh, in the top ten. Well, the thing is, though, is... While there's a lot of, I mean, a lot of people are sure that he has NFL talent, right? The NFL talent's been undeniable. The second he stepped on the field against Virginia for his first game, you're like, this guy's going to play at the next level. I mean, the talent's obviously there, the vision's there, but there's a lot of questions around his character. Now, whether that's fair or not is another discussion, but there has been a lot of discussion faced on whether or not he's mature enough. And I got to be honest with you, 
I'm not sure what to say to those people because they have a ton of ammo to work with. Oh, here's the thing, though. The NFL has taken players who not only had, had character issues but have committed crimes. Oh, and, here we go. No, I mean, really, have, have done bad things to women, abused women, uh, stolen things. So Rosen hasn't done anything like that, but you're completely right. As he has a lot of growing up to do. And yes, we know he's on this social justice crusade where he wants to tell us what to think. And I, I do think he's a very thoughtful kid, that he's smart, he's bright, but he does have somewhat of an arrogance about him. You know, he, he might think he's a little bit better than everyone else. That can be fixed. I'd rather have him have that than uh, have some problem, you know, stealing laptops. Well, abusing women. Well, yeah, of course, all the problems are relative. But if you go back a year ago, right before the A&M game, he made the comment. He had the uh, political statement. Sure, we don't have to get too far into that. But if you pay attention to UCLA football, you definitely heard about that. Then he had the comment with the Texas A&M fans about how, you know, they're very loud. And I was there. They're loud. I'm going to keep mentioning I was there, by the way, uh, how loud they were. And he said, after 60,000, it's not that bad. That got some criticism. And it came back to hurt him in this game. And then after that, he played OK the next couple of games. And then they... And he was knocked out for the season. So, I don't know. There's just been a lingering concern about his mindset. Is he ready to go? And he's ready to lead this UCLA team this year. I think he is now. He talked to the media today after practice. Uh, here's what he had to say to LA Times' Bill Plaschke. With, with the whole social media thing, is that intentional? You say to yourself, I'm going to back off on this. Uh, I mean, it wasn't really like a, a definitive, like, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. I just kind of tuned out a little bit. <laughs> here's the simple fact. The, the Bruins are better with Josh Rosen. There's no doubt about it. We saw it a lot from the contrast of last year's season to his freshman year. They're a better football team. So he needs to be uh, leading the offense. And whatever he says or however, he seems that he has matured a little bit. That uh, he's answering a little bit and, and saying, hey, yeah, I am staying out of the limelight. I am going to uh, maybe focus only on football and not, you know, have a blow up pool in my dorm. You know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to do things uh, for the team. I'm going to do it for my coach. I'm going to do it for UCLA football and, and, and not be so outspoken or, or just think of myself. Right. And Pac-12 media days were this week. They're th- on Thursday and Friday and notably Josh Rosen was not there. Now there's a lot of conversation about that. Jim Mora is apparently going out of his way to keep Rosen away from the media as much as possible. And I totally agree with it. Um, I think, I don't know if it's necessarily saying something bad about him. I just think there's so much attention around him and keeping him, you know, kind of as close to home as you can is a smart idea. But look, everybody knows that this team revolves around Josh Rosen. And, you know, when he came in his freshman year, I could not have had a higher opinion of where he was going to go. And after that first game, and after those first couple games, actually, you're like, oh my gosh, like this guy. I mean, you said he's going to win a lot of games underneath him. But it seemed like last year, like there was just something missing. And I think it had a lot to do with the offensive coordinator, Kennedy Palomalu. So I think it's going to be a big year for oh, Rosen this year. Oh, don't blame Palomalu. It am wasn't bl- his fault. <laughs> What are you talking about? You know, I'm going to blame. It's the wide receivers for not putting stickum on their hands because they couldn't hold on to any ball. I mean, Josh Rosen had countless, countless beautiful passes uh, right in the bread baskets of wide receivers, and they just dropped him. Flat out dropped him. And where was the running game last year? Oh, that's part of where Paul Mollo. That's part of Paul Mollo's fault. Absolutely. That's totally gone Kennedy Paul Mollo. Now you lost four starters from the offensive line a year ago. That's a big, big part of it. But you have Soso Jamabo. And Nate Starks in the backfield. Well, here, here's the thing. Bolo, all run for me. 
the best hey, name in college football. Don't clown on Bolu. I'm not. But, but here's here's the thing: is that Soso Jamabo. You could say what you want about how Kennedy Palomalu ran the offense, that maybe he wasn't run-centric enough. Yeah, he was terrible. But, but the times that Jamalbo did get the ball, he didn't impress any. Well, maybe that's on him, but it's also on the off- offensive line returning a bunch of new starters and not getting their act together. It's also about the type of blocking schemes you call for a player like Soso Jamabo. The year before that, in the limited touches he had, he looked way better. So, look... Jed Fish will do a better job than Paul Mollick. Can we agree on that? I can agree on that. Okay. I can agree on that because he's going to have Rosen back and he's going to have a stronger offensive line. Jamalbo is a year uh, year older. He's a junior this year. He'll have more experience, but he needs to have a, a breakout season if he wants to you know, be considered to go and play at the next level. So he was a five-star recruit out of high school. A lot of, of you know uh, fanfare for Jamalbo. He, he's got to play better. So... If you look back at last year, how much of the blame do you put on Rosen? How much of it? None of it. None. How, none of the none of the blame. How? Why would he have any blame? I mean, he he got injured. He he played football, got injured. Part of the game because he came into last year with a mindset that he was already good enough to to compete no matter how hard he worked. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say that. I, look, I want him to be good. I think he's gonna be really good. That's what I just said a couple minutes ago. He's gonna have a big year this year with Jed Fish, with the offensive line getting more reps, with hopefully the receivers. Fingers crossed, no pun intended. Fingers crossed, getting better. But I don't know. I, last year, I just felt like he wasn't in it all the way. You know what? There could be some truth to that, that maybe he didn't look as sharp as possible. But in the games that he played last year, it looked like the second best quarterback or the third best quarterback in the Pac-12 behind a a Darnold or a Davis Webb at a Cal. He still looked like he was one of the better quarterbacks. And when he was in the game, UCLA produced offensively. I know. He threw three or four picks against A&M last year. He did. And that last one. But, but... He dug his, his feet in, and he almost came back against Dan. Okay, and I don't mean to harp on him because I'm a fan of his. I think he's going to be really good at the next level. I think he's going to be really good this year. But my point is, there's certain moments, like last year in the A&M game, when they get the ball back, and he made two miraculous plays to bring them back. He starts mocking the crowd a little bit, pumping his arms up and down. I We saw it. I can't believe he did that still. And what did he do next? He threw a ball as he was getting hit, which is... A huge no-no for a quarterback, and he turned the ball over. Hey, you know who else used to mock crowds? Johnny Manziel. Oh, my Texas gosh. Texas A&M. Well, Remember his little money thing? There's, I mean, been, there's been some comparisons. He was fired up. Yeah, Rosen they, was fired up. Yeah, I, I have mean, no he, problem with what he did to the crowd. Back it up, then. Go out there and back it up. Don't throw it. That wasn't a receiver's fault. If you're getting kid as a quarterback, you know, unless it's the last play of the game, don't just throw it up there. Right, that gave the A and M almost won the game because of that, and they end up winning the game in overtime. It was, it was a huge, that was a huge mistake by a young football player, you know, a soft, a, 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 a second, sophomore, second year second starter, year. second year starter, though. a second year starter who in a in a raucous crowd, like you said, in a in a tough uh, tough stadium uh, and uh, on the road, he made a mistake, but he didn't throw in the towel in that game. I mean, he single handedly brought UCLA back into the game. This game's almost a year ago, so maybe we should start to get over it, but. Just let's let's look ahead to since he had limited action. Third. Since he had limited action though last year, there's only so many games you can judge him on. But like you said, let's focus on this year, September third, first game of the season against those Texas A&M Aggies. But this time it'll be at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, home game to start the year, big time game on national television. Um, I don't know, just your first indications, and when we do our preview, we'll go more into this. Yeah, game, remember but. this is just a little taste. 
This is oh. the appetizer. You think you like what the you hear now. The full course meal is coming. It's yeah, a- this is like the, uh, the salad, the soup. But we're bringing the steak and potatoes <laughs> and the dessert in a football preview uh, a little later on. Also some, uh, you know, some bread. This is kind of like the bread. Maybe this is the bread. It's the chips. The chips. The chips. Yeah, we're at a Mexican restaurant now. So this is the chips. I didn't know we and had a we're, setting. We're going to bring the... Oh, it's it's beautiful. Oh. It's beautiful here. There's a nice little candlelight dinner. Uh, this is the chips and right, the this salsa. Is, this is getting weird. And then we're going to bring uh, the burrito and the fajitas and the quesadillas and the tamales. We're going to bring that later. Are you going to the UCLA a and game? Are you going to tailgate? I wish I could. I wish I could. I know you might because, you know, you want to keep this Texas A&M UCLA streak going. And since you went last the year. The streak of one and, so far. And didn't invite me. I mean, thanks, Nick. I appreciate There's that. There's a couple reasons I didn't invite you. One, I didn't know you yet. That was the biggest reason. Second, I'd only been working here for a couple of weeks. And uh, third, uh, I did not pay for the tickets. Oh. Or the flight. Or the hotel. Or the rental car. I didn't pay for any well, of that. this year you're in luck. Well, you should go and you should tailgate with some of those foods you were just talking about for a while. Because... It's going to be a great atmosphere out there, and it's better that it's on a Sunday because this way you get to watch, if you're a UCLA fan, you get to watch all those games on Saturday, including Florida State and Alabama at 5, which whatever you're doing, like just be there to watch Drop that game. Drop everything and just turn on tel- the television. Those teams might, might be the best two teams in the country. You can watch those games, and then the next day, not an early game, 4.30, not too late, sleep in, go drive, hang out before the game starts. And also, UCLA will be part of the national conversation for a day because there's no NFL yet. So that's, great, that's a great weekend of football, and that's a Labor Day weekend, I believe, right? It is, it oh, is. It's, so you get the Monday off, you don't have to worry about going to work? Oh my gosh, unless oh, you work man. in radio. And, and unless mind. you work in radio, you're probably going to have to work Monday unless you're some you know, vet, unless you have some uh, tenure over everyone. Exactly, but if you do not have to work the next day, go out, enjoy that game. Like, please show up because that is going to be the biggest home game of the season, right? And they're looking for some revenge. Exactly, and I think they're going to get it because I think A and M is going to be a little bit of a mess. Now, I could be totally wrong on this. I thought UCLA was going to win last year. A and M was a lot better than advertised. They they didn't go into last year's game ranked. They came out of it in the top twenty-five and had one of the best defenders. No, not one of the best defenders. They had the best defender in college football last year. If you just heard my phone go off, that is a uh, a preview of that's somebody was later. That your girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. Gosh, the, she's always yeah. Texting. Somebody somebody doesn't exist texting me. You know, yeah, that, I mean, Stacy, if you're listening, <laughs> Stacy, please, please. This is our business. This is our work. Gosh. Well. This is not our work. They, again, for the fifth episode, we don't have permission to be doing this. Oh, we're not getting paid? No, 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 no. We're All right, ba- I'll we're, see you, Nick. Bye. We're barely getting paid to do the show, to, to work here anyways, but but uh, we're going down a rough, rough path here. <laughs> we, uh, we are. So, looking at UCLA's schedule, though, uh, running down it real quick. I know we're not going to go game by game, but like, what do you think here? What do you think there? So many things changed during a season. Like I did not think there was any way they're going to go four and eight last year. I thought they were going to go ten and two last year. Um, but just from looking at it right now, July thirtieth. What's your gut feeling for where the Bruins will end up at the end of November? So they were picked what third in the South? Correct. I think that's a little, little positive, a little, uh, <laughs> little glass half full type prediction because we know who's going to be at the top. We know USC is the team to beat in the Pac-12. So that's number one. They have Utah second in the South. Mm -hmm. And this is just in the South, but Colorado. 
had a great year last year. Surprising year. Surprising good year. And, and they had a lot of, you know, guys go to the NFL, so they did lose talent, uh, but still well coached and still have a lot of the guys coming back who were there last year. So. They lost they lost some guys, but they do return some of their key players from last year. So interesting to see how well McIntyre recruited for them um, because now they have some success. Can they build on it? There'll be a bigger microscope on them the whole year this year. But the Trojans in Utah, I would agree, are better teams. Um, I will say, however, though, that I think part of the reason that the Bruins were picked third in the South is because I think it says more about the other teams because my alma mater, Arizona State, um, I wish I could say we're going to be better. We don't know who's going to play quarterback. There's a bunch of holes. Our defense hasn't been able to tackle in a couple of years, which in football is kind of a problem. U of A, I mean, do we even – know what they're going to roll up with. I mean, since they had that great year a couple of years ago, they've been really out of it the past couple of seasons. And then Colorado, like like we're saying, like there's a lot of question marks. So I can see why the Bruins were, were put third in the Pac-12. If I had to put money on it, that's probably where I guess they'd end up. But you're right. Like, I don't know. Colorado, I, I don't think they're necessarily going to be worse than the Bruins. It's it's And it's hard to tell. Uh, like you said, before you it's hard to tell before you see them play the first couple of games before they get into conference play it's going to be hard to really judge UCLA is a young team uh, their defense a lot of sophomores a lot of incoming freshmen uh, their their number one recruit Phillips you know linebacker it is supposed to be plugged into this defense so it's a UCLA team that is not experienced at all I mean, really there's not a lot they lost a good amount of of talent last year to the NFL, you know, maybe you have Kenny Young coming back and Jamal Bowie's coming back, older guys on both sides of the football, uh, but for the most part, they're a young team. So it'll be hard to tell and hard to predict. We we do know one thing, though. USC and and Utah are better football teams. We will be back soon with a full-length college football preview. We went a good 15 minutes on today, just kind of diving into, you know, the main topics around the team. We haven't talked about it yet on the podcast, so we want to, you know, dive into the Rosen topic, which is what everybody's going to be talking about with UCLA. We want to talk about kind of an outlook of that first game. It's only a month away, uh, but we'll be back very soon with a full UCLA preview. But coming up next... Right now, we teased it last week. You heard my phone go off because he texted me during the segment. Stacy's coming on? Stacy still doesn't exist. No, UCLA center Thomas Wells, Redondo Beach's finest, will join the Bruin Beat next. This is AM570 LA Sports. Okay, as promised, Colin, I mean, we've done a couple episodes, but it's really just been you and me talking. We don't really have anybody who actually knows what they're talking about yet, but we finally have a guest. Uh, UCLA Senator Thomas Welsh joins us, and Tom, we know you guys have had a couple of practices already in the season. Um, what are your initial thoughts about the team for next year? Hey, guys, thanks for having me. Um, I mean, I, th- I think it's looking good so far. I mean, uh, it's definitely going to be a different team with the six freshmen we have coming in, but I mean, I'm really excited with what I've seen so far, and I mean, we've just been working hard, and I mean, uh, if we just keep improving the way we've been, I think it could be a great season for us. Yeah, Tom, like you said, those six freshmen, you you guys have the number two recruiting class in the country. Uh, which freshmen are you the most excited about for next year? <laughs> Man, that's a tough question. Um, I think they're all going to bring an individual style to the game, and I think they all have a chance to really contribute in a great way. But, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I think each and every one of them has a chance to be special for us. So I don't know if I have a favorite right now, but, yeah, I mean, I'm just really excited to see uh, what together that all brings to the table for us. And, hey, with all those freshmen, a lot of young kids. So as a senior, you know, how can you lead this team? 
Um, yeah, I think just like as you said, being uh, being a senior, I've uh, experienced it uh, three years now. So yeah, I mean, I think I uh, know what to expect, and just want to uh, do the best I can to try to help them along the way and help them uh, through this process. Uh, I think personally, I just try to uh, be a leader by example. So just uh, wanting to do everything I can to to set the best example for them, show them how uh, how to do it, and just kind of help them, yeah, get uh, adjusted to the college basketball lifestyle. You guys are losing four starters. We obviously know um, four leaders, four offensive, big-time offensive players are gone from last year. So how do you see your role offensively changing? Um, I think uh, I think I have a chance to, yeah, just uh, contribute more uh, on the offensive end. But, I mean, at the same time, we uh, this is UCLA, and we always have uh, extremely talented players uh, returning and some really good uh, players coming in as well. So I think uh, we'll have a lot of great uh, offensive firepower for this coming season. But, yeah, I mean, I just look to keep improving and, hopefully uh, make a big impact for this coming season. Yeah, and like Nick said, lost a lot of guys to the NBA draft, but you also went through the the process as well. You know, um, what was that like, and what do you have to do, um, you know, kind of to improve uh, your game to be NBA ready? Um, I thought it was a really great experience. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm very glad that I was able to uh, do that and work out with some teams and participate in the NBA uh, combine. Uh, I think, I learned a lot, and yeah, I think uh, it was good, as you said, to uh, kind of see what I need to uh, uh, improve on for this coming season. I think uh, just continuing uh, to get stronger, quicker, just continuing to prove myself physically is going to be big for me. Uh, and I think uh, another key aspect uh, to my improvement is going to be uh, working on uh, stepping out uh, to shooting threes uh, to hopefully uh, just expand the defense and just continue to uh, develop my repertoire offensively. We're talking to UCLA Center Thomas Welsh, uh, Redondo Beach's finest, if I if I may add. Three one zero, Tom. I know I know a big part of you going to UCLA was because of Coach Alford. Um, I know you you really liked playing for him uh, over this past couple of years. Um, were you surprised that he ended up staying? I know there's a lot of talk about him going to Indiana or maybe some other opportunities. Were you surprised that Alford came back? Um, to be honest, I tried to avoid thinking about it in general at that time uh, just because around the time that that news was coming out was uh, when we were still playing uh, NC in the NCAA tournament. I think that's uh, that's the time, especially the year, where you don't want to have uh, distractions on the outside. You just want to focus on uh, beating the next team that you have up against you. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was uh, – I mean, it's interesting to, to hear stuff like that, but I try to do my best to uh, just tone it out and focus on uh, the task at hand. But, I mean, yeah, I'm extremely excited that he's coming back. And, I mean, he's a hell of a coach. So, yeah, I think he'll uh, – He'll be great for us this year, too. I mean, he's, he's a leader of the ship, and we're excited for it. So, so, Tom, coming up this year, you have a big game against Kentucky again. I mean, you've played them uh, four times in your career. Are you uh, tired of playing them? <laughs> no, I don't think you can get tired of playing a team like that. I mean, UCLA versus Kentucky, that's that's college basketball at its best. So, um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's always a great opportunity to play them, always a great game. So, I mean, I'm really looking forward to that one. So, like we said, we've already seen some practices have been underway. Uh, there was a couple of notable guests at your practice a couple of weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> these two up-and-coming rappers, uh, Kanye and 2 Chains, I saw, were at the practice. Okay, take us through that. How did that happen? Yeah, so uh, we were just uh, in there. We had uh, early uh, practice at 8 a.m. in the morning, um, and they were just on the court next to us uh, to playing pickup. So, um yeah, it was really funny to see them over there, but I guess uh, they're over there a lot. I mean, that's just the way UCLA is, uh, is just drawing in uh, people like that. But, I mean, yeah, it was awesome to be able to chance to uh, to meet them and get to know, to, yeah, talk to them a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, that was a very cool experience for sure. Are you, are you friends with them now? I mean, do you have Kanye's number? Do you have 2 Chainz's number? I mean, are you, are you talking to these guys? Not yet. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. Did uh, did Alford know who they were? Did he, did he have any idea? 
That's a tough question. He's a Midwestern guy, so I don't know if that's his uh, his style exactly. But yeah, I think uh, we pointed him out, and yeah, I think uh, we all recognized him once we saw him. So yeah, it was it was, it was a very cool experience to see him. Tom, any favorite Kanye Two Chain song? You know that that you jam to. We really want to make sure that you understand we're asking about Kanye and Two Chains right now. Yeah. They're pretty cool. They're pretty important. Uh, I'm a country guy, to be honest. I don't really know a whole lot of their songs. I'm a big fan of uh, Two Chains' new album that just came out, but I'm more of a country guy, so I don't, I don't uh, listen to their music quite as much. All right, How about, who, who's your favorite country uh, singer? Ooh, uh, probably uh, Zach Brown band. They're probably right. be, uh, Chicken Fried. Go-to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I roll with Zach Brown. That's the only song I know. I don't know any more about him. <laughs> That's all you need. So starting the season in China uh, in uh, against Georgia Tech next year, uh, it's going to be a, a big test for you guys. Um, your brother, Harvard, uh, played in the, uh, there last year. What has he told you about that? Um, he, used to me, he told me it was, a, it was a really fun uh, experience, I thought, for him. I mean, they, uh, I think uh, they were there for about a week before the game, and uh, – just had I got, had the chance to do a lot of uh, cool things out there, cool touristy things. So and I'm looking forward to that experience. But uh, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, it's uh, it's about going out there and coming back with a W. So I mean, it's just about uh, going out there and focusing, staying locked in, and um, enjoying the experience at the same time, uh, knowing uh, what the goal really is, and that's come back with the win. So yeah, just uh, trying to make the most of that opportunity. You guys played in Australia before the season started last year. Um, what did you learn from that experience, just going going overseas and, and playing in a tournament before before the season started? And how did it help you guys for the season ahead? Yeah, that was special. I think uh, having a chance to do something like that, I mean, spend about two and a half, three weeks just uh, with your team, playing basketball every day, hanging out. I mean, it's, uh, I thought it was big for us as we uh, just builded our team chemistry. Um, I think that this channel trip will hopefully do the same for us. I mean, we'll have a week just to spend with one another, practicing just hanging out with uh, each other. So hopefully uh, that will kick us off uh, well to the start of the season and just build us uh, some good team chemistry going forward. All right, Tom. So we have a little question, a big question for you. There's this huge story about you and the baseline shot. You know, obviously you've perfected it. Now, did you actually develop that? Because we've heard McLean, we've heard everyone talk about it. Did you actually develop that in the backyard? I did, yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's where it all started. Uh, my dad would always preach uh, that shot because that was his shot in high school. And, uh, I mean, I think he did a good job of uh, just, yeah, showing me the importance of it and showing uh, how it can really stretch a defense out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, definitely did start in the backyard with him helping me with it. And, yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely a very important shot to my game. And But, yeah, that's where it all began. Oh, man, right answer. Give Mr. Welsh all the credit. I like it. Good good answer, Tom. Uh, thank you, Mr. Welsh, for teaching Tom how to shoot like that because it's been pretty darn effective. Well, it's going to be a main point of the offense next year. All right, Tom, real quick, we were talking UCLA football earlier in the uh, in the show tonight. Uh, what do you think about their season real quick? What are you expecting from the UCLA football squad? Man, I'm extremely excited. Um, I mean, yeah, coming into this year, I think uh, there's some high expectations, but just talking to their guys and, kind of seeing how it's all been going so far. I think uh, they have everything it takes to uh, have a great season with Josh Rosen uh, leading the way. So, yeah, I mean, I'm uh, super excited for them and I think they have a chance to have a really great season. He's heading, he's heading into his senior season. Uh, he was nice enough to come on and join us tonight. Uh, Thomas Walsh, thank you so much for stopping Thanks, by. Thanks, Tom. Thank you guys so much for the time. Go Bruins. Oh, what a great interview. What a great guy. I can't wait to get back uh, at Pauley Pavilion and just watch Tom Walsh sink those 15-footers. You could tell that he was just raised in the right city and that Redondo Beach, to be specific, 
and he knew the right people growing up. You the, can just the tell that old three one zero. That's what came across. No, 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 just Redondo Beach. You Real can salt to the earth people in Redondo Beach because they're so close to the beach. I mean, that was <laughs> really that was pretty good. You could tell. You could tell that Tom he's going to be the right kind of leader for this team. And I'm not just saying that because I know him. I'm saying that because when you talk to him, he's just got the right mindset for where they need to be going into next year. So I mean, look, it's going to be a fun year next year. But Colin. We have some breaking football news. We're going back to football. Reaction. There's been two other times where UCLA has gotten the son of a famous rapper. P. Diddy's son. I know you're a big fan of his music. And Snoop's son. Neither of those times did it really work out. So who is it this time? Is it is Does Eminem have a son? Did he have a son who's coming and playing football? No, Marshall Mathers Jr. is not on the team. But today, breaking news, UCLA picked up a commitment from Elijah, it's not spelled the normal way, Griffin, the son of who? What famous rapper from the 90s? Ooh. Pretty close to Snoop Dogg. You're going to have to, uh, uh, I don't know, I, Dr. Dre, uh, who else is there from the 90s? Regulate your answer. Regul- oh! The son of Warren G, Warren four-star G. defensive back Elijah Griffin, committed to UCLA today. I love it! So a good signing for UCLA football, but... More immediately, like we said, UCLA football only a month away, September 3rd versus Texas A&M. Uh, we'll be back, of course, with a full UCLA football preview, as Colin has said many times. It'll be like a full Ooh, course gonna meal. It's going to be tasty. I full, can't wait. Full course meal. A couple the guys. The is just taking too long back there. What are they doing? Colin and myself, maybe some other people from the station who are actually, you know, know what they're talking about will be on. It'll be good. It's going to be fun. If you want to see when that football preview is up, follow us on Twitter at NickPope19 and at ColinYee10. Nice. Woo! But you've been listening to the Bruin Beat with Nick and Colin. And until then, go Bruins!